The Arwen Lewis Show is brought to you by OMAD Records. Find out more at omadrecords.com. As part of the Jeremiah Show, it's the Arwen Lewis Show. Arwen Lewis is a singer, a songwriter, and a guitarist. She inhabits our blue planet, but her beliefs belong in the celestial realm. As the daughter of Peter Lewis, a founding member of rock and roll cult icons Moby Grape, and the granddaughter of Oscar-winning actress Loretta Young, she's been part of the creative cosmos all of her life. She's a slice of sonic heaven, poised to enter your heart, mind, and soul. She's an artist, producer, and writer, and she's your radio host. Hello, everybody. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. My show is under the Jeremiah Show platform, and I feature independent, up-and-coming, and signed musical artists. We talk about their careers in the world of the music business, and we feature their music on the show in the midst of our conversation. Today, my very special guest is Miss Stella Prince. 2023 has been a groundbreaking year for Stella Prince. Her first single that went to radio, Crying on a Saturday Night, charted on the Americana Singles Charts, was played on over 60 radio stations internationally, and was the most added song on folk radio. Her debut music video for the song has received over 85,000 views on YouTube alone, and has received support from legendary outlets such as CMT, Diddy TV, Heartland, The Country Network, and Discover Music Videos. This year, Stella has been featured over 50 times in various articles by outlets such as Americana Highways, Country Music Views, Teen Look, Think Country, NY State Music, Cowgirl Magazine, and Music City Magazine, among others. She has already performed at some of the world's most prestigious venues, such as London's The Bedford and Spice of Life, New York's Bitter End and Arlene's Grocery, and Nashville's famed Bluebird Cafe. You can find Stella on Instagram at Stella Prince Music. Um, look her up on any digital platforms that you choose to listen through under her name, Stella Prince. Her website is StellaPrinceMusic.com. And on Facebook, you can find her under Stella Prince. Stella, welcome to the Arwen Lewis Show. And thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor. It's the honors all mine. Um, and so today we're featuring seven of your songs on the show and your uh, most current single, Dear Future Me. And we're going to feature that at the end of the show in its entirety. And what an impressive bio. You've had quite the career so far in the music business. Thank um, you. I thought we could start by telling everybody where you're from and what inspired you initially to start playing music. Yeah, for sure. Um I actually am originally from Woodstock, New York. Um, so it's kind of going right to the source of the whole folk music capital and, you know, all of that starting from the Woodstock Festival in the 60s. And um, yeah, I, I grew up in Woodstock and lived there my whole life until just this year when I moved to Nashville, Tennessee um, at the beginning of 2023. So it's kind of been an amazing journey so far. Um, it's something that I've always known that I was meant to do. 
Um, my parents aren't musicians at all. I don't really have any musicians in my family. Um, so it's kind of something I was born with, I guess. Um, and I just always knew that I, I had to do it. So yeah, I'm just really grateful that I'm able to be in Nashville and able to pursue this full time. Yeah. How beautiful. And, um, when, when did you start? Like, did you just start singing immediately? Did you ever have any training or are you self-taught? Yeah. So I pretty much was singing from a very, very early age, just kind of obsessed with music from a, a baby, essentially, um, as most of us are, I guess. And I was just listening to whatever I could get my hands on growing up and was obsessed with my parents' record collection and would listen to it over and over for hours and hours. And it wasn't until maybe I was around kind of four years old, I think, um, where I was like, I am ready for this. I want to do this. Like, I don't even know how I knew the term manager, but I came to my parents and I was like, I want a manager. I want to be famous now. Like, I'm ready. So I, um, I told them this and they were like, well, I think you need like to have a voice lesson or two first. So that was like the first step. And they put me in voice lessons. And, um, ever since then, I, I pretty much did voice lessons once a week for 15 years from like the age of four to like 19, which I am now. So it's, um, pretty much my whole life I've been training. And have you, do you play any instruments too? Or are you just a vocalist? Yeah, I play instruments. I um I started playing piano when I was six. Um, okay. I was trained classically actually, and started playing guitar in school when I was nine, and hated it in the beginning because my hands were like so small. It hurt. It was like really really painful to you know put my little fingers on the on the frets. So I stopped playing for a few years and didn't pick it up until I was around thirteen. And then I just totally fell in love with it. Um, so now guitar is my main instrument. And I only play guitar out when I sing. Um, and every performance I do is just guitar and voice. So kind of switched completely. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, let's just talk about that now. So when you perform, it's just you and a guitar. You don't have a band that you perform with ever? No, I've, I've done it. Um, just this was kind of like my first time recording with a full band since I moved to Nashville. And then I had my first performance with a full band a couple of months ago over Americana Fest week here in Nashville. And that was a really, really cool experience. But kind of as an independent musician, it's pretty much impossible to be able to afford a full band when you're on tour. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely something that I really look forward to having when I'm, you know, more successful. Um, but right now it's, it's pretty much just me. <laughs> and that's such a special thing to be able to do too, to yeah. really be able to carry yeah. your performances and your songs with just your voice and your guitar. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Alison Krauss is one of your influences, but I mm. hear so much of her in your voice. Um, do you <laughs> listen to her and who are some yeah. of your other people that inspire you? That's so I, I do get Alison Krauss a lot. Um, I've listened to a few of her songs, but I, I really hadn't quite heard her music that much until I moved to Nashville, which was this year. Um, so I didn't grow up with her at all. But the, the artists I really grew up with were like really the 70s, the women of the 70s. Um, so my parents grew up in the 70s, but their whole vinyl collection was 70s music. And so growing up, I was just obsessed with Joni Mitchell. Judy Collins, Carol King. I mean, just all the great female singer songwriters really of the seventies. Um, 
But I'd say my all-time favorite singers would be Karen Carpenter, Judy Garland, and Patsy Cline, which um, people are very surprised when I tell them that because they are so different from each other. But um, I don't know. I think there's their voices are just, to me, the most beautiful voices of anyone. And I've really just been obsessed with them since I was really little. So. And you can you I mean, you have such a well-rounded tone, but it's also very distinct, like you have your own sound from what I've gathered and just was so much enjoy listening to your music on the way down here. Um, but yeah, and I'm with you, too, like in admiring so many different female vocalists who have honed their craft and they know what they're doing. Right. Like and you know what you're doing, like melodically, you know where you're going to go. You hear the melodies and you create them um, and, you know, bring them to life through song. And so. I wanted to ask, too, are you a songwriter or are these um, covers of songs? Yeah, these are all my own original songs. Beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really started writing. I was always writing, you know, little songs and half songs when I was really starting from the age of four or five. And it wasn't until I was 10 and my piano skills were much better that I kind of was sitting myself down at the piano and actually writing the chords out and full, you know, verse chorus actual songs um and since then i mean i've always just loved doing it when i was growing up i was obsessed with writing like writing poetry and articles and i was obsessed with music so it's kind of like just blending my two favorite things to do in one thing and it's i just absolutely love it um but I've, I've noticed that a lot of people say, you know, what they are first, like Dolly Parton always says that they're like, she's a songwriter first, you know, and I've always felt that I am, I'm a performer first. Um, yep. And of course I love songwriting so much, but performing is really what I fell in love with from the age of three. It just like, that was the first thing that got me madly in love with music was performing. Do you remember what your first performance was? Yeah, I do. I mean, I had always performed in front of family and friends and that was a big thing, you know, putting on shows for my parents and all that. But my first real performance was um, it was like my school's talent show nice. and I was in kindergarten. I was five years old and I was the only um, kid who signed up. Everyone was like, you know, 12 and up. And I was the only little kid who was performing that day. And I just remember there were like sign up sheets and my mom was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And I went up there and that we had an accompanist play and I sang, I've just seen a face by the Beatles. Oh. And I remember being, it was like 300 people in the audience. It was the entire school. And it was a very nerve wracking start to my performance career, but I remember loving it. And there's this one memory I have of like, Every time I went on stage when I was like between the ages of five and nine, I remember I was smiling so hard that like my face hurt. Like I still remember that. I just loved it so much. That's so beautiful. It's like the pure, you do it for the pure joy of it. Um, exactly. Yeah. And that's what takes you far too. Um, and, you know, in your career. And what I wanted to ask as well is what brought you to Nashville from New York? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I grew up with folk music and I grew up with many, many genres, pretty much all genres, I'd say, um, just listening to my parents' CD collection. But Nashville was kind of the place that I saw kind of every star going to, you know, it was like 
Taylor Swift, that was her big story is that she moved to Nashville, you know, when she was young and was discovered there. And that was, it's kind of like, it was the golden place really, it seemed. Um, so I got it in my head that I had to go um, when I was 13. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, this is where you have to go, of course. And I just kind of was going back and forth for quite a few years. And then when COVID happened, I obviously everything shut down and I had all my meetings and stuff online. And by the time that ended, I was like, I think I'm ready to just move like full time. And I did it in January of this year. And it's by far the best decision I've ever made. It's such a special place. Um, And it's so important to like be here. Like there's so many opportunities that you couldn't get if you were somewhere else, you know, just like being here is, it makes all the difference. How does the, um, like, how, so do you have like a local circuit that you play in in Nashville, like some clubs that you go to regularly, people you share bills with? Yeah, I definitely, there's a bunch of really, really cool venues um, around town. And I originally, when I first moved, I kind of was only doing like the writer's rounds, um, which is downtown. And they have some really, really great um, communities. You know, you just meet so many people by doing that. But now I'm really doing mainly um, just kind of the solo, like 45 minute to an hour set um, and sharing the bill with other singer songwriters. And it's more of like a, a real night of it. You know, it's not just like a, a little, like three or four songs in a round. It's like a three hour show, you know, with me and let's say two others. And it's been really exciting kind of to see that grow and to get invited to play at other places. And I actually, um, recently started hosting this summer i i hosted and founded um nashville's only all-female folk showcase nice. um, which is a really cool kind of thing it's once a month and it's been really cool to get to like just bring in tons of female talent and yeah so that's been really exciting where do you do that it's um at a really cool club called the underdog in east nashville okay and east nashville's totally like up and coming now right it has been for a while yeah it's great it's really really cool yeah how does it differ from new york were you performing like in new york city i saw you played at the bitter end um how does this scene in nashville differ from new york yeah i mean it's kind of hard to say i when the pandemic started i was like barely 15 and so i hadn't really played in like the club clubs i wasn't old enough you know even to play in new york city um but i played a lot around woodstock um so i didn't start ironically playing the new york city clubs until i had moved to nashville which is like this year (laughs) yeah yeah i just like i wasn't ready i wasn't old enough like i i was 18 this year like i just turned 19 a few months ago so like i was just old enough to enter like now So, yeah, I haven't really I've only done a few clubs, but from what I can tell, um, I think the genre is just like the sound of the musicians are so different Um, in in Nashville. I mean, it is primarily country, although there are tons of Americana, um, which Americana is like half country, half folk, I feel like. Um, And then obviously there's tons of alternative artists. But for the most part, country is the biggest genre in Nashville. Um, and then in New York, I never knew anyone who was doing country. Um, I'd say it's definitely more either pop or folk. So it's, I think that's just like the biggest difference, honestly. Okay. 
Nice. But and what I love about both places is they are such like hubs for creativity. So yeah. you couldn't be, you know, combining two better worlds for yourself, in my opinion. For sure. Um, and going back to songwriting. So like, what is your songwriting process like? Do you come up with the music or lyrics first or does it depend on the day? How do you yeah. do it? I almost always come up with the melody first. Um, I, I rarely have like a list of hooks. I never really have lyrics written down first. I feel like I always have to listen to the melody and then I come up and like figure out what it's about. Um, just because I feel like each tune has like a, a whole different personality and like, it's just like, you have to hear the tune. And then I'm like, okay, I think this line could fit in here, you know? Um, but kind of, it totally depends like how long the writing process is. It really depends with just every song is so different. Um, there, I've written like a few story songs that are way more lyric intense. Um, and weirdly even though it's way more work um the lyrics just flow out so much quicker because it's like way more detailed and it's way more of like writing a story it kind of feels like so i'll write that in like one sitting and just like sit at my desk and write it and i'll be done with the whole song in like half an hour um but then for the most part there are other songs where the melody is way more intense and i'll spend days just kind of like writing the verse one day, putting it down the course and I, like, just like keep putting it, you know, down. And, um, I think that's also an interesting way to do it. It's like, you come back refreshed every day. So it's like nice to not have to do it all in one time. So yeah, it's honestly just such a mix. Yeah. And, and then you come up with like an eclectic version or eclectic group of songs too. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to pretty soon here go out into break. Um, we're going to take everybody out with 18 and then bring them back in with Two-Faced. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about these two songs before we head out to break? Yeah, 18 is um, a really personal song, and yet it kind of resonates with everyone in my generation. Um, it was a song that I wrote right at the end of the pandemic last summer when I was turning 18. And um, I don't know, it just kind of made me realize that my whole generation lost so much time growing up and just so many experiences because of covid and now that we're suddenly like entering the world as adults it doesn't feel real and i think a lot of us don't feel ready and um it's just kind of a weird time so that's the story behind 18 and then two-faced is a song that i just released um just this past august and it's kind of the first song of mine that has gotten on, you know, BBC and NPR and, and all these cool things. And the line, the hook of the song is loneliness is two-faced. Um, and that's kind of all I say about it, because I love when people are able to just like interpret it themselves. But it's a very special and unique song, I think. And do you feel like the message is what, um, you know, got you out there on all these prestigious stations? Oh, gosh, I think... I think it's a mix of a couple of things. I think it's the production. Um, this was the first recording that I ever did in Nashville and the first recording I ever did with a full band. So I think it changed kind of my whole sound, honestly. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll let everybody listen and interpret for themselves. And then, yeah, I want to talk about your producers and stuff when we come back too. Yeah. Um, everybody, if you're just tuning in, my very special guest is Miss Stella Prince.
and she's calling in from Nashville, Tennessee today. And uh, we're playing um, her original releases on the show. And we're taking you out to break with her song 18, bringing you back in with her song Two-Faced. And you can find Stella on Instagram at Stella Prince Music. Look her up under Stella Prince under any digital platforms. Uh, website is Stella Prince Music and Facebook. She's under Stella Prince. So please enjoy her music and we'll be right back. I'm almost 18 now And I'm still getting pushed around My own thoughts always let me down Instead of pointing to the truth I'm almost 18 now They say the best is on its way But barely living day to day Has me totally afraid Almost 18 now A dream that my heart had never broken at 18. I hadn't learned yet that happiness is never free. I guess growing up never agreed with me. But at 18, I got my license and thought I could just drive. My name is Stella Prince, and you are listening to The Arwen Lewis Show.
everybody. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to the Arwen Lewis Radio Show. Today, my very special guest is calling in from Nashville, Tennessee, Miss Stella Prince. And you just heard her song, Two-Faced. And Stella, I thought we could talk about um, your who's producing you. Um, are all of these songs that we're playing on the show, first of all, are they all from the same project? Do they share the same producer? Um, yeah, so let's talk about that. Tell me about that. Yeah, I think every song is very, very different in terms of who is producing and where it was recorded. Um, So kind of the first few songs that I ever recorded were in Woodstock um, and I was just kind of doing it my own way and just kind of recording everything myself and doing it on my own. So those are technically self-produced and I think those would be like before you leave, um, the rain might fall, and I think alone for the holidays is those are all self-produced, and wow. then um, and recorded in Woodstock, and then closing doors, which was kind of technically my first single with a full band, um, and it was also my first single working with a producer. Um, that was recorded in Woodstock with Professor Louie, who was the band and Levon Helms producer. Wow. Uh, so he has an amazing studio in Woodstock, and that was amazing. And he played on it and produced it, and that was incredible. Um, so that was a year ago. And then the last two songs, Two-Faced and Dear Future Me, which I just released um, one month ago and three months ago, um, those um, have the incredible Steve Fischel. Um, on pedal steel and he kind of orchestrated the whole thing he arranged it brought in the musicians and invited me to record with him in nashville and for those of you who don't know he is a member of emmy lou harris's original band um and has produced grammy award winning albums and has played on grammy award winning albums he's incredible um and i am actually about to record with him again in like an hour nice (laughs) okay so yeah but he's like one of my biggest mentors so and are you in um like are you in a analog studio is it digital or is it a little bit of both it's really a little bit of both um but the interesting thing about it is this studio is an audience studio so they bring in people to watch your recording session um, which is really actually my ideal situation i had never done it before recording two-face this summer um but it's kind of like the craziest thing and it's the best case scenario for a performer because i always perform so much better and record so much better when there's tons of people in front of me. So today's today's recording session, there's going to be 60 people watching. Um, and it's a really cool experience. So, yeah. And do you um, like do you just set up with a live band and just record the song all together? Or do you are you um, in a booth like doing your overdubbing and stuff? Yeah, we record all together. Um, nice. And I've never done that before. I'd always just done it on my own, recording tracks separately. But it's a very cool vibe when it's all together in a full band. It makes things so much better. Well, if they release a video, you got to let us know and we'll share it on um, oh. the social pages and stuff. I will for sure. <laughs> God, congratulations. That sounds like so much fun. Thank you. Um, okay, so and let's talk about this. Um, you've had... Uh, 
like your first single, right? Crying on a Saturday night charted on the Americana singles charts. Um, and it was played over 60 radio stations internationally and was the most added song on folk radio. So can you tell us about the evolution of the success of that song? Um, when exactly that was released and why did you choose that for your first single? Yeah. Um, Crying on a Saturday night is a song, I think it was released just about a year and a half ago in March of 2022. It was the first time I had been back to Nashville since the whole pandemic happened. And it was an amazing trip. We we were there the week of the song released. So we had a release party in Nashville and it was an amazing, amazing week um, for many reasons. And I met so many cool people that would be the people that I work with now having moved to Nashville. Um, but the song in particular, I mean, the hook of it is, you know, why am I still here crying on a Saturday night? And I always perform this song in my set. And what I say to introduce it is like, how many of you in the audience have ever cried on a Saturday night? Yeah. Uh, and just like a show of hands, you know, and people raise their hand. And it's just like one of those things where it's like a total universal experience like so many of us have just been like really really sad on a weekend and that's really why i wrote it just to process emotions and allow people to connect right and i really like what you said before too how you want um you know the audience or the listener to interpret it in their own way yeah um, because it's do you ever get stories from your listeners or fans um telling you how your music and like lyrics have moved them and are you ever surprised with what they tell you or you know, how's it oh, make- yeah, it, I just came back from the UK and um, did about 20 shows in England just in October this mo- uh, last month. And the audiences were unbelievably kind and just really, really sweet and, and generous and bought all the CDs and were just so, you know, they clapped and it, it was just amazing. And um, there was a few people that came up to me every show and they were like, there's this one song that like, I just started crying or, you know, just something like that. And that, it just makes you like, feel so amazing. I mean, it's crazy how people can have so much emotion. And when listening to your music, it's like, you've, you just can't imagine it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I really have no other words for it. It's something that it just is so special. (laughs) Yeah. And like you're you you evoke such emotion with like how your your melody and your voice, you know, like it's really it's it's genuine, you know, when so I can totally understand why your listeners and your fans are responding that way, because you're you're moving them because I feel like, you know, when an artist is performing or saying something from their heart, you know, in a really beautiful musical way, like why? Why wouldn't you cry? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in in addition to um, your radio stuff, um, you've received support from legendary outlets like CMT, Diddy TV, The Country Network, etc. And also you've been featured in Americana Highways, Country Music Views, Think Country, New York State Music. Um, you know, what have your what's your exposure been like in TV and in journals? Um, yeah. What are yeah, what songs were featured and how how did that evolve? Yeah, um, it's been really cool to see kind of that progress. When I was like 13, I always really dreamed of, you know, all these things. And um, I mean, my whole life, obviously. But I remember growing up, like between the ages of 12 and 
15, I had my own radio show on like a little community station in my hometown. And I played like music from the 1930s and 40s. And it was music that I grew up with and I loved. And I just remember like it being a DJ and just thinking like, I want my own music on the radio someday. And um, there was another experience I had also around that time. I was really into doing like all these odd kind of things. And um, I was also like a junior reporter for my local newspaper. And so I was interviewing people constantly, not really musicians, but just people in the town. And, and um, I just remember thinking, I want to be interviewed, you know. And so it was kind of interesting to have that like um, role of just being the interviewer and being the deep. So, yeah, so between the ages of like 12 and 15, I was a DJ, um, my local community station, and I was, you know, playing tons of music and spinning music. And I always wanted to someday, you know, have a DJ play my music. And same thing, you know, I was a reporter for my local newspaper and I was interviewing people constantly. And I thought, you know, I want to be interviewed someday for my music. And so it was kind of a really, really cool experience to be on the other side of things and then coming back many years later and being the artist. And it's just like you respect, you know, other people's roles so much more and understand kind of how they work. So that's been really cool. Yeah. And do you feel like your experience um, interviewing and, you know, like searching for music to share as a DJ has affected the way um, you create? And do you feel like you learned about different creative processes by interviewing different artists? And do you apply that to the way you make your art now? Yeah, I absolutely do. And it's just so interesting because it's like, you know, when I go on a radio station like today and, you know, have an interview, like I remember how to work like the the boards and I, I remember how to record all that and I do all that. And so that's something that is just so fun to me. And same with being interviewed. It's like I remember so well how to do that and how to, you know, how I wrote all those articles and it's just a really great perspective to have, I feel like. I'm right there with you. I feel like <laughs> it's a really cool thing to be an artist and to be able to converse with other artists and hear their stories and, you know, and help people, um, you know, share their music like we're doing today. Um, and so, yeah, we're actually going to run out to break again really quick here. Um, so we're going to take everybody out to this break with Crying on a Saturday Night and we'll bring them back in with, uh, let's see here. Um, the rain might fall and everybody if you're just tuning in my very special guest is Stella Prince and you can find out more about her on Instagram at Stella Prince Music look her up under her name under any digital platform and um, the website StellaPrinceMusic.com and on Facebook under Stella Prince and this is the Arwen Lewis show and we'll be right back I was never good at love Have a long string of goodbyes Spend too much time alone Crying on a Saturday night I always told myself If I ever found the one My love would pour like a flood For the first time I'd get it right So why am I here? Still crying on a Saturday night 
never felt like this before. I was the one you all ignored. I believed you seemed so sure, but you don't come round anymore. I was never good at love. Have a long string of goodbyes. Spend too much time alone, crying on a Saturday night. I always told myself if I ever. Mad Records featured artist on the Arwen Lewis show is John D. Nicola. Find out more at omadrecords.com. After many years of writing and producing different artists, Academy Award winning songwriter of Time of My Life and Hungry Eyes, John D. Nicola made his first album as an artist in 2019. Fast forward very fast to now. For the release of its follow-up, she said, and while D. Nicola's debut, The Why Because, had him interpreting tunes he'd originally penned for others, she said was conceived and created for one voice, one touch, and one heart, his own. Hello, everybody. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. Today, my very special guest is Miss Stella Prince calling in from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, you can look Stella up on Instagram at Stella Prince Music. Uh, look her up under her name, under any of your favorite digital platforms, um, her website, StellaPrinceMusic.com, and on Facebook under Stella Prince. And Stella, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. And so I wanted to ask you now, do you have any um, tours planned for the future? Yeah, so I'm actually going to be heading to, well, first I have around like six or seven local to Nashville shows between now and the new year. And then I'm going to be heading to Ireland, actually, for a big um, folk Americana kind of conference and showcase event. And that's going to be in late January. Um, so I'm going to be appearing there, which is, it's my first time really performing in Ireland. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, and then, yeah, I hope to really tour. I, it's kind of just all pending and in the works, but I'm hopefully going to be hitting a lot of the Southern states, um, in February and March. And then I'd really like to be going back to England. I was just in England for the whole month of October, um, doing about 20 shows and I'm hoping to come back for the C2C festival in March, which is the country to country festival. Um, and pretty much all of Nashville goes for that. So it's, it'll be my first time. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, this, that sounds amazing. And I know you're going to get on that one. So good luck to you. <laughs> and also I wanted to ask though, a little more about that conference in Ireland. That sounds amazing. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, it's my first time. It's something that I've been really looking forward to for 
Well, actually, over a year because I applied for a showcase last year and got in, and I was moving the week of the festival. I was moving to Nashville the week of the festival, and so I had to decline. But so they deferred it to this year, nice. and um, yeah, it's called Your Roots Are Showing, and it's roots and folk music. Um, so I've noticed a lot of familiar faces. A lot of people from Nashville are coming, and then there's a lot of um, Irish singers. And yeah, so that sounds like a really amazing thing. And that's really nice that they deferred your show um, to this year for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be an amazing experience. Do you have any venues like that you dream about playing in? Like, do you, what's your ideal venue? Like a theater? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, someday, you know, there's lots of things that I am that have been on my list since I was three. You know, there's the Grammy Museum, you know, the Hollywood Bowl, um, the Grand Ole Opry, the Ryman, you know, all those kind of things that I have heard about my whole life, you know, that I really, really hope to do someday. Do you have any artists uh, who you'd like to get on a bill with, like an opening slot for now, like before you become, you know, Mm -hmm. the main event yourself? Oh, my gosh. I mean... Probably in a ideal world, you know, Emmy Lou Harris, who is still touring. Um, I think she would be probably my dream um, to to get on an opening act slot with her. Although, uh, you know, there's so many incredible kind of younger musicians, too, that are also doing incredible things. Um, Molly Tuttle is an amazing artist. She's, um, I say more bluegrass, but she's also just kind of like doing so many amazing things and she was just nominated for a Grammy. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's so many, honestly, but I think Emmylou Harris in, in the dream world would be by far my, my favorite. <laughs> that would be a really magical show, you know, and it would be nice. Cause like the two generations, you know, kind of yeah. like showing off a similar style of music, but with your own individual personalities, um, that would be beautiful <laughs> at the Ryman. <laughs> At the Ryman, let's make it even better. Yeah. Um, what about like writing a song with one of your heroes? Would it be Emmy Lou Harris Harris too? Actually, um, my dream co-write is John Bettis, and he is kind of the songwriter book behind all the Carpenter songs. Okay. Um he wrote pretty much every song that Karen Carpenter ever sang, and he lives in Nashville. And he co-writes all the time. And I have dreamed of meeting him my whole life. And I'm like, I just pray that I'm going to someday run into him somewhere in Nashville. (laughs) It's a small town. It really is. You never know. Do you like, do you have an idea of what the song would be like? Have you dreamt that up yet? Oh, gosh, not yet. But I think that's something I have to do and manifest it really well. Nice. Um, so how many songs do you write a year? Does it vary or are you like, a, like I get up in the morning, at least write something down kind of person? Yeah. I mean, I always write a song right every day. You know, I make it really a priority, even if it's only 20 minutes. You know, I just make sure that I have something, some some little line down. Um, so I, it honestly depends so much. Like, I'd say anywhere from maybe like 50 to 100 songs. Nice. Yeah. And do you have them all stored away? Um, so if you're going into a session, you do you look back and find a song or how does that work? 
Yeah, I, I write down, I have them like all listed, like in like a Google Doc on my phone, just like my favorite ones that I've written in the past few months, other options, just like I pretty much will kind of write every title down to just make sure I have it. And then I have a recording of it too. Nice. And so all the singles that we're playing, are any of them part like of an actual album or do you just release singles? Because I know that's been a really popular way to release music lately too. Yeah. Um, all of them have been released as singles on on Spotify and all streaming platforms. But about five of those songs were compiled onto an EP um, okay. about a year ago called the 18 EP. And that was sent out to a lot of different radio stations and stuff. So that was kind of my first foray into an album. Nice. And are you working on an actual album now or planned? I'm working towards it in a way. I mean, I just keep recording, you know, songs as often yes. as I can. Um, but I really like to wait and release a, a real full length album until I have more of a team behind me, I think. Yeah. And also, it's nice that you're able to just kind of keep recording and keep building up the ideas because then when you're ready to make it, you're going to have it. Or maybe you might find that you want to just create something all new, but it sounds like you work really quickly. So that yeah. won't be an issue for you. <laughs> I uh, I definitely work maybe a little too quickly. I um yeah, everything I do I try and do really fast. <laughs> well, you've come very far in a short amount of time, and I can't <laughs> wait to keep following your career and um you know see see where you go because you know you seem like you're going to be shining really bright and even brighter than you already are. Well, thank uh, you so much, and it was uh, a a huge honor to to get to talk to you. So. Yeah. Um, and we're let's finish up this segment and then we'll do a little um, goodbye segment. I thought you could t uh, tell me a little bit about um, the songs that are coming up. So we're going to take everybody out uh, with a loan for the holidays. Um, holidays are coming up and I know a lot of people resonate with um, this, this theme and idea. And then also um, Closing Doors. So can you tell us a little bit about those two songs before we take everyone out to break? Yeah, those two are pretty, pretty depressing. Um, <laughs> Alone for the Holidays is my one holiday song that I've released so far. It's a very sad holiday song. Um, although I, I don't know, I kind of feel like, again, it's just up to people who listen to it. And um, I think people can put their own spin on it, you know. But Alone for the Holidays you know, it really just talks about watching everyone kind of get ready for spending time with, you know, family and friends and celebrating. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to be alone for the holidays. And it they, it's not something that they're excited about. Um, and I've certainly felt that way a lot of times, you know, when you don't have a whole group of, of family or friends to be with, it's it can get very lonely. Um, so that's really what the song is about. And then Closing Doors is a song that I wrote kind of after being not frustrated, but kind of just um, a little disappointed and sad with all the rejection I was getting um, and just kind of realized that sometimes life is just like one closing door after another. And that's really the hook of the song. Nice. Well, <laughs> it seems to have opened others for you. So I'm very <laughs> yeah. happy for you in that respect. <laughs> for um, sure. For sure. So everybody, we're going to run out to break again. Uh, my very special guest is Miss Stella Prince calling in from Nashville, Tennessee. You can look her up on Instagram at Stella Prince Music. Find her music under any digital platforms under her name, Stella Prince. Website is StellaPrinceMusic.com and find her on Facebook under Stella Prince. 
And we're taking you out to break with her song Alone for the Holidays and bringing you back in with Closing Doors. We'll be right back. At 7.30 people hurry to get in dark Street lamps flicker, children whisper Look up and there's no stars I check my phone and settle in No one's called and I'm all alone again When the winter wind blows And the silence of the cold Mad Records featured artist on the Arwen Lewis show is Peter Lewis. Find out more at omadrecords.com. I say we are all trying to find some connection between what goes on in our own minds and what happens in the world around us. You know, there will always be good and bad in both places. But my belief is that as long as love and not fear is that connection, there will always be hope for that better day of coming. And that's what I'd like people to get off imagination. <laughs> Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U-S-I-C-A-R-E-S dot org. Lately I've been broken Cause no one's heart is ever Everybody, this is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to the Arwen Lewis Show. Today, you've been listening to my very special guest, Miss Stella Prince, calling in from Nashville. Find her on Instagram at Stella Prince Music. 
Look her up under any digital platforms under your her name, StellaPrinceMusic.com and Facebook Stella Prince. And today, uh, her featured track on the show, we're going to be playing the entire song at the end here. And it's Dear Future Me. So I thought you could um, just kind of wrap everything up for us, Stella, by telling us about Dear Future Me, um, about the song, about the recording process, and uh, why you chose this as your single today. Yeah, Dear Future Me is one of my favorite songs I've ever written. It's very new. I just released it a month ago. And I had tried many, many times over the years to write a letter to my future self in my diary or journal um, and could never figure out what to say. I was just never sure. And it always kind of bothered me until I tried writing it in a song and it came out immediately. Um, it was super, super quick. I wrote it in like a day. And um, yeah, I, I think it's specific enough so that people can really resonate with it, but then they can also kind of put their own spin on it. Um, and one of my favorite lines of the song is uh, the second verse, which goes, why do I still feel alone after inviting a couple of new friends home? I guess they're not the kids I grew up with. I wish my old friends knew that I think of them often. Um, and that always just makes me really sad. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, but, you know, life is for changing and evolving and learning and, you know, that's just, it's, you know, it's part of the journey, right? And we Absolutely. can choose, yeah, choose to, choose to view things one way or another. Um, and how about the recording process for this one? What was it like? Yeah, I actually recorded it the same day I recorded Two-Faced. It was an amazing day um, with Steve Fischel in Nashville. Um this was this this past spring and it was in front of about 50 people and they were all so nice and just loved loved the session and loved watching and it was really cool after we finished like everyone clapped and it was like it was half performance half recording session so yeah it was a great great thing um we got it i think in like two takes awesome well what a great song to take everybody out of the show with um yeah, we're running out of time here. So it's been so great to get to talk to you and learn more about your music and your journey. I wish you all of the success in the world and more. And please tell me when you'll be opening for Emmy Lou Harris at the Ryman. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely let you know. Um, and yeah, good luck today in your recording session. Uh, everybody, this has been Miss Stella Prince from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, she's an international performing artist and she is a songwriter, recording artist, and you've heard um, some of her amazing music on the show. Today, we're uh, featuring, like we just said, her song, Dear, Dear Future Me. And you're going to hear that now in its entirety. Again, find Stella at Stella Prince Music on Instagram. Look her up under any digital platforms under her name, StellaPrinceMusic.com, and on Facebook under Stella Prince. Thank you so much, Stella. It was such a treat to get to have you on the show today. Well, thank you so much for uh, making this happen. It was really, really nice. All right, everybody. Enjoy and have a good listening. Do I keep begging for love? Is it because I'm never enough? Why do I always punish myself if things don't go the way I plan them to be? You never truly recover when you 
always compare yourself to another. Childhood and security's other, making it hard to relate to each other. When we're life filled with empty void, that's buried deep inside of me. Maybe not until I get over past insecurities, standing tall. Arwen Lewis show is brought to you by Omad Records, featuring artist Robert LaRoche. And Robert LaRoche's music is available on omadrecords.com, Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, and streaming everywhere. Go visit omadrecords.com to find Robert LaRoche. The Arwen Lewis show was brought to you by Evolve Entertainment, host and executive producer Arwen Lewis. Executive producer. Jeremiah D. Higgins, producer and sound engineer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. You can find Arwen Lewis and all of her music at arwenlewismusic.com and follow her on Instagram at Arwen Lewis. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.